When I thought about, you know, starting my own family, I told myself that I didn't want to be that kind of wife or mother that is very busy with going to the office, you know, not having that freedom and flexibility of taking care of your kids or creating your own schedules. I had a light bulb moment. I was like, why shouldn't I hire more people so that I can, you know, say yes to more clients? And for me to be able to achieve that, I needed to hire the right kind of people That's to help good. me in the business. Welcome to Diamonds in the Rep TV. I'm your host, Gigi, and I'm super excited to bring to you all today's episode. So I'm sure that we all experience a point in our life where we say, you know what? I can really use an assistant. So today's guest is here with us to share how she got her very own virtual assisting business started. She is the founder and CEO of Smart VAs and the host of the Master Delegator Podcast, where she teaches entrepreneurs and leaders to grow their business by delegating. Christy leads more than 70 team members and has served more than 200 businesses in the U.S. together with her team since 2020 alone. And she has an incredible story to share with us. I'm super excited to introduce you all to Christy Yoder. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. So I would love to get this episode started by having you tell us a little bit more about yourself Yourself, where you're from and what brought you over into the US because I know that you weren't originally from America you just moved a few years ago right yes that's right awesome. um, yeah so I am from the Philippines I grew up in the Philippines now, the reason why I moved to the States was because I met the love of my life so in 2017 while I was working full-time for a corporate company um, I met a guy online and we share the same faith and that's actually the kind of you know partner that i'm looking for and things has gotten serious you know we were talking and he decided to visit the philippines one time and then when he visited the philippines after a couple of days we talked about how we like each other our feelings and we decided that we want to level up our friendship and so he visited three times in 2017 and then 2018 he visited and then he proposed to me and then um, we were really serious about you know getting married and starting our own family and he didn't want to move to the Philippines so I had to make the adjustments you know because it's just so easy if I was the one moving to the states you know life here in the states is more comfortable comfortable than the life that we have in the Philippines and so when when I thought about, you know, starting my own family, I was, I, I told myself that I didn't want to be that kind of wife or mother that is very busy with going to the office, not having that freedom and flexibility of taking care of your kids or just creating your own schedule. So I told my husband that I'm going to have to leave my full-time office job and I started my freelancing career and during that time in 2018 virtual assistants are not very popular yet um, I consider myself as an independent contractor and then I I had met 
um, a few people, a few business people whom I got connected with online and they became my clients. And then when I moved to the States, I expanded my network. I got so stressed and overwhelmed because my current client back then in 2018, they wanted me to take on more projects for them. And since I was able to to build my network here in the States, when I moved, I was able to meet new business owners as well. And they wanted me to work for them. So I don't want to say no to people because I don't want them to feel rejected. And I just moved to the States, you know, during that time. So I was like, how can I say no to these people? I'm brand new here. I should be, you know, hospitable. I should be like accommodating them. And so I said yes to them to the point of burnout. So I was so stressed and overwhelmed. And there was one night I had an idea of contacting my friends in the Philippines who are freelancing during that time. So I asked them to join me part-time and they worked on a few of my clients' projects. And, and when I tried that, I was like, I had a light bulb you know moment i was like why shouldn't i hire more people so that i can you know say yes to more clients and opportunities and so that's when i started my virtual assistant agency so fast forward you know from 2019 when i moved to the states to 2023 we are now a team of 70 plus virtual assistants so it started for me you know as the virtual assistant and now of course i don't I'm not a virtual assistant anymore. I act as CEO of, of the business. I have bigger responsibilities now. Um, it's my it's my responsibility to make sure that our VAs have enough work to do. So yeah, it started from from the desire that I have in my heart of not being a busy mom. Although I don't have kids yet, we don't have kids yet, but when the time comes, I feel like we are ready for that moment already because I knew what I wanted and I have that now and I have a vision for myself and for my family, you know, in the next two or, or three years. And I feel like if you really want to be successful in life, wherever, wherever you came from, you have to have a vision for yourself. You need to know what you want. Incredible. Thank you so much, Christy, for sharing your story and giving us more background on how your business came to be, how your, your love story came to be. And I'm just so inspired by your love story and then your journey of creating your business. And there are a few points that I really want to highlight. One is that you and your husband didn't make distance um, a barrier. And a lot of times people you know, they say that distance is a deal breaker for them. And the fact that you two were in two different countries and that didn't stop you from making the big move and taking that leap of faith, I just think that speaks volumes to what you're really able to accomplish in a relationship if you want to. And I know this will encourage other young women as well and singles because it's a mindset. You knew that you wanted someone who shared the same faith as you and you wanted someone who would be willing to dedicate his time to you and time wasn't an issue nor was distance and so this just sounds like a match made in heaven so i would <laughs> i love it so i just if you could touch briefly on um what did it look like as far as developing that relationship and that trust being that you all were in two different countries for the first few months yeah that is such a good question um so my love language was so it changed already during that time when i was dating my 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 husband um my love language was quality time and physical touch you know like i need to be close to someone 
And it was really super hard for me. But when you know that the person you met is already what God has for you, you will not think about the obstacles. You will think about the finish line, you know, what you are going to achieve after, you know, you become successful in in the relationship. So it was really hard, you know, especially with the time zone. Mm -hmm. Um, During nighttime, it's daytime here in the States. So we have a very uh, big gap when it comes to when it comes to the time zone. But one thing that we really made sure of before we got married is that we need to get to know each other, especially, you know, our culture and our history and also our upbringing, you know, from different parents, you know, that that is very, um, very different. And I think that is something that you need to get to know when you're trying, you know, to to date somebody for, for marriage. So yeah, um, we were talking almost every day for like maybe eight hours. And we were we were so focused on um, protecting our purity. You know, if you if you grew up a Christian, if or if you are a Christian, you know, one of the things that your leaders, your pastor would say that you need to save you know sex for for marriage and that's what we did and we feel like being in a long distance relationship that really helped us protect our that's good testimony. yeah so we were talking online you know almost eight hours every day and we were able to to get to know each other because what are you gonna do when you only talk on the phone for eight hours just ask questions right talk about life what did you eat you know almost to the point where you ask what time do you put in a day you know so because you just talk and talk and get to know each other as compared to when you're uh dating and you're you live close together you know you're distracted you know from temptations you know like you want to do something else instead of just getting to know each other so i think um we were really clear about what we want to achieve out of the relationship which is to get to know each other um, to make sure that we're we're the right ones for one another, and to make sure that our goal is to get married. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for highlighting that. You mentioned that you all had only met in person three times before he proposed. So mm-hmm. there is no excuse for any any guy who's saying he loves a woman, but he's just not sure, you know, when and where. I'm one of those people that truly believe that when a guy knows, he knows. And any guy who marries the love of his life will say the same thing. When he knows, he knows, you know? It's, it shouldn't take a matter of, you know, five and 10 years to figure out if you wanna settle down. No, like, to be honest, if the chemistry is there and you go into it intentionally, it doesn't take guys a lot of time. This is what I hear from guys who are very intentional about marriage. Guys already have a good idea of what they're looking for. Just like we do. We know what we're looking for. And a guy knows if you're it or not. It should not, it doesn't take a lot of time. And your, your relationship is a testament of that. The other part that you mentioned was that you both wanted to protect your purity. And I think that is so admirable, especially as, you know, adults. Uh, A lot of times people will say, you know, this is like too much, I'm an adult now. Like maybe it would have been easier back in the day, but there's so much beauty in it because for one, it makes you really focus on getting to know the person. I feel like once you share the sexual intimacy with the person, you become blinded by what you're receiving in the flesh opposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, getting to know them spiritually and knowing if you two are really equally yoked. And what I mean by equally yoked is 
Do you have the same aligned values? Can your culture come together and blend in a way where you can build a beautiful family and you guys will be on one accord? These are very important things. You know, you can go into the relationship intentional because sex is off the table. It's like, okay, if we're, if we're not sharing our bodies with one another, we have to share our souls. We have to share our spirit. We have to get to know each other on an intellectual and a mental and, a, and an emotional level. And it builds genuine connection, genuine friendship, genuine romance. And if a person can love you without sex, you know they really love you. Yeah, and my husband went to the Philippines three times. You know, we're not married, so we didn't have sex. So wow. Clear and clean That's intentions. So beautiful. <laughs> so even with the the time zone difference, you two were both on completely different time zones. That didn't cause a barrier between you two. But it just goes to show that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing nothing is impossible. You know, as long as you know what you want. And um, I think even though a guy knows what they already want, mm -hmm. maybe you know, mm -hmm. sometimes they have a hard time communicating what yeah. they want. And that's what happened to my husband, actually. So sometimes as women, we have a role, you we know, do. to ask probing questions, we you know, do. because not, you know, not all men are very good in communication, you know, and I think that's one of, um, that's one of their main areas for improvement, actually, because, you know, they're, they are wired differently and we are wired differently. And so as women, sometimes we expect for the men to do everything for us because they're the leader, but that's not exactly how it should be, you know? We are their helpers, so we're supposed to help them be their best. That's so true. And yes. yeah, by saying, and, and by saying that, we need to help them figure out things exactly. or we need to ask the right questions. Exactly. You know, because some men, they don't really know how to communicate something, even if they exactly. know what they want. I love that. Like we are really, their rib. We come alongside yes. them and we should be an asset. We should add to them. We should help them to get to where they're going. We should help hold them accountable, but at the same time, encourage them to be their best and find ways that we can serve. And in a relationship, I believe that both are serving, but still mm -hmm. at the same time, um, encouraging the male to see it from a different perspective that will help him in the long run. So I really, exactly. really love that. So now spinning it into starting your business. Congratulations on all of your accomplishments. I mean, that Thank is a, so much. that's a really quick turnaround to have started just a few years ago. Um, you said 2019, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And we're in 2023 and you're, you already have, did you say 70? It's yeah. mind blowing and it's not easy to do. You know, I would love for you to share with us, you know, how were you able to get over that um, initial hump where you're first starting, you don't have all the resources and you're like, okay, I don't have as much business as I want to yet. How do you get past that? That is such a good question. Um, there's a lot of things that I did mm -hmm. in order to make sure that the business would grow the way how I want it mm -hmm. to grow, you know? And when I when I say, you know, growth, that means making sure that the business is profitable, you know, because I can have 100 team members, but if I, if the business is not making money, then to me, it's just vanity. You know, you have to make sure that the business is making money. And for me to be able to achieve that, I needed to hire the right kind of people That's to help good. me in the business. People that are going to be complementing, you know, my strengths and weaknesses because they're the people that would be able to implement 
my strategies for the business so that it will grow smoothly and rapidly. When I think of something, I want it quick. I want it done quick. And so I always find ways to make, to, to do things the most efficient way. And I think for my business, the most efficient way that I was able to grow it is hire people that are good at something that I'm not good at. And second, you know, um, aside from hiring people um, that are good at what I'm not good at, second, I had to learn to trust those team members. Yeah. Even if they're good at something, but I can't let go of the task that I need to delegate to them, you know, we won't be successful because I'm just gonna uh, try to hold on the task that I should be delegating, in, you know, instead of um, communicating to them what needs to be done. And so trusting trusting them um, immediately is very, very crucial in my business because my team members, my virtual assistants are the bread and butter of my business. So, um, and of course you cannot give your trust to somebody so easily, right? And so the way I did that is to make sure that I build a relationship with them. And so I had meetings with my team members almost every day at the beginning, you know, at the start of, of my, my business. And third, I needed to make sure that I had the right systems and processes in place. So um, just to kind of recap what I said, you know, those three things I said, you know, hiring the right people, and second, being able to trust them, and third is making sure that you have the right systems and processes in place, because if they don't have the right system and tools that they need to use in order to do their job properly, mm -hmm. then they won't be able to be successful. I love that you highlighted that the main way to scale a business is building a team. You know, it's essential. You cannot scale any business without building out a successful team. Starting with yourself, making sure that you laid the foundation for your business and how you wanted things to go and look and thinking about, okay, what is the customer journey that I want my customers to experience when they're with my business? You know, have the guidelines in place so that when you do start bringing on a team, they have like a list where they know exactly their checkpoints, what needs to be done for each role, just to make sure that the groundwork is completed before you go out and start bringing a team into place. For somebody who says, okay, I've been working on my business plan, I've written out the guidelines, I have an idea of how I want the business to look and grow, and I have an idea of what the role of each team member will be, now, where do I start to find people who can help me? And what does that vetting process look like to find the right people? Yeah, that is really a good question. You know, there are a lot of platforms or websites out there where you can find freelancers. You know, if you go to Fiverr or Upwork, right? Um, or, or people for, for hours, you know, you can, <laughs> you can you can hire people from from there. One of the things that really worked out for me and even for my clients is asking their friends or business connections, you know, recommendations. Um, I think having somebody vet or someone, you know, to work for you mm -hmm. says a lot of things. And you can you can look up their about page, you can read their uh, you can read their testimonial page. You can also read their, you know, either core values and and so on and so forth. But once you find that person once you have a candidate already, you have to make sure that you are prepared 
um, to ask the right questions as right. well. You have to know what is non-negotiable to your business. For me, what is non-negotiable to me is the character. I value character over competencies mm. or skills because you can easily learn something, but you cannot tell somebody to change the way how they work, right? Because, you know, your character is developed from when you were born up to when you were in grade school, high school, college, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that's in it, you know, so it's, it cannot be changed easily. Can a person change? Yes, but it, it will take a long time, you know, for somebody to change their, their attitude and their character towards work. So like, for instance, if part of your core value is integrity, then you need to have questions about integrity, making sure that that person is honest about his or her job. And one, one main thing that I also look for is communications, you know, especially when you're hiring, um, somebody from out of the country you know english is not the the english is not the first language in the philippines and most virtual assistants are from the philippines you know even with me english is not my first language but most filipinos most people in the philippines they can speak um the language you know english but still sometimes it's hard to understand people because of the how they because of the way they talk, you know, their accent. And sometimes, you know, um, the way how other people communicate is different from how, you know, people here in the States communicate, you know, even humor is very, is very different. So you have to make sure that you can communicate very well with the person that you are hiring. But there are a lot of things that I can, you know, that I can say, you know, tips and tricks on how to hire somebody to add to your to your team. But those two things are what I think is the most crucial. I love that you mentioned integrity because when you're vetting someone to bring them onto your team, you want to know that this person is going to be trustworthy. And like you said, if this person has a really good character and their their values align with my company, then I can teach them. I know that they're going to be teachable and I can work with that. And I know that you'll be someone who I can trust with certain roles in the company. You did mention some places that you, you know, could get started as a new business owner to start finding people to potentially hire as contractors. And, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I don't know if I have the money to hire anyone right now. But the cool part about these platforms, I mean, I've, I've hired people on Fiverr for different projects and it's incredible mm -hmm. because you can find people for different rates, which is helpful. You know, when you're first getting started, you're not making as much as you are once you scale. So you wanna right. be able to find people who will work with your hourly pay and be willing to grow with you. So I'd love for you to share with us now, what types of clients do you service? And is it just specifically business owners or do you also help business professionals? How does that work? We mainly work with business owners, um, mainly, digital marketing agency owners or any business professionals in the digital marketing space and and that is because virtual assistants mainly there are they don't provide the strategy mm -hmm. for, for the business they implement the strategy right. that the business owner already have mm -hmm. and so there are different types of virtual assistants you know there's there's the generalist and then there's the specialist, mm -hmm. you know, so you really have to make sure that you know what you're looking for before you hire one. But uh, for my agency, we know what we can do and we know what we can't do. You know, we mainly are doers, you know, mm -hmm. we implement 
um, the strategies of our business owners. Very and so nice. when we have leads coming over, you know, we need to make sure we, we, we make sure that they already have a plan for their business. They know what they want to do mm -hmm. so that we could implement those things uh, for them. Okay. We may be good at creating strategies, but that is not something that we want to do because, you know, when you create a strategy for a business, you have higher responsibilities. You know, oh, you have yes. to make sure that that strategy works That's for true. the business, right? And you're, you're accountable to making sure that that strategy is going to achieve results. And so that is something that uh, we don't do for, for our clients, but we make sure that we implement their strategies to the best of our ability. Um, and uh, we, we also help any types of businesses that are stressed and overwhelmed, uh -huh. you know. Um, we help solopreneurs um, nice. to small to medium-sized companies, you know, because we believe that every individual, specifically business owner, they need to hire a virtual assistant if they want to scale. Now, if you're just a solopreneur and you don't want to scale, you know, you might not, you might not need to add a team member, you know, because you're content with what you already have and that is okay, you know, but for many business owners, they are very ambitious and they really want to scale their business and that's why when they plan on scaling their business, they hire a team of virtual assistants because when you have a team of virtual assistants, you can you can utilize all of their skill sets and you have more freedom and flexibility. Thank you so much, Christy. And you all heard that, you know, Christy is already established. So if you are someone who has a new business or you're thinking of starting a business, but you know that you're at a point where you need a team, First, as she mentioned, you wanna make sure that you have your plan and your systems in place. You know how you want things to be delegated. And then you go and find someone like Christy's company to actually help you to bring everything to life. So this is great stuff, Christy. Now it is time for a little surprise trivia. So I came up with a few questions for today's guest and I basically want to kind of pick her brain a little bit to learn more about the virtual assistant business. So Christy, are you ready? Yes. Awesome, awesome. So Christy, the first question is, do you know or can you guess what the average age and gender of virtual assistants are in 2023? Wow, gender, I feel like that's going to be mainly women. Um, age, I think that would be millennials, 27 to 40. You got it right. So I did the research this morning and I found that most virtual assistants are female. In fact, it says the industry is like about 80% female. And Ooh. I was like, wow, I had no idea that it was so many. It was more of a female dominated industry, which means, guys, that there's a need for more males to come into this industry. So if you're a male who is interested in possibly becoming a virtual assistant, this is an industry that you may want to get into. And you were also correct about the age. So it is about 35 and up. That's nice. the average Ooh. age range. So that's encouraging right. for anyone who may say, you know, I want to do a career switch and maybe, maybe they want to work from home. Like you mentioned earlier, you realize that you want to be able to have that flexibility, especially when you start a family to be able to work from home. So starting in your 30s is not too late. <laughs> so question number two is, what do you think, if you could name three, what are the most sought after virtual assistant services? Wow, um, I think that would be 
working on admin tasks. Mm -hmm. So that could be exec executive assistance. Um, second, I think social media, um, anything that has something to do with content creation. And I think sales or research, something like that. Yes, it literally, oh. when I did my research, it did say that the top three are typically social media managers. Um, people also look for administrative task work to be done. Um, and then e-commerce sales and things like that. So you got nice. that, you blew that out of the water. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And the third and final question is, what would you say are the most popular industries for virtual assistants to work in? So if you could maybe name three industries that would hire a virtual assistant. Oh, um, I'd say marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. Second, I'd say recruitment, Third, mm -hmm. I'd say e-commerce. Wonderful. And that was kind of a free for all because honestly, you know, each year it changes, you know, what people yeah. are looking mm -hmm. for. But I would definitely say that those are very popular industries to go into as a virtual assistant. Yeah. So thank you so much for playing. And I also hope that this game of trivia actually encouraged our audience as well, because I really wanted you all to be able to pinpoint the type of industries that you could get into if you did want to become a virtual assistant. And also, if you are a business owner and you're looking to build your team, these are the different types of things that you can expect when you do hire a virtual assisting business such as Christie's business. So before we close, I would love to share your business name where they can find you. And also if you could share with us about your podcast. Sure. Yeah. So the name of my business is Smart VAs, um, short for Smart Virtual Assistants. Um, so we provide a team of virtual assistants to growing businesses we help stress and overwhelm entrepreneurs so if you are stressed and overwhelmed in your business right now you may be needing a virtual assistant yes. and i also help and teach entrepreneurs on how to delegate effectively Beautiful. so if you are wanting to learn more about delegation then please listen to my podcast which is called master delegator and i have free training on how to hire a virtual assistant so you can right. go to my website christyorder.com if you want to learn how to hire a virtual assistant and i also have a guide on how you can delegate effectively that is also available on my website christyyoder.com so if you're listening to this podcast and you need help with you know with relationships or virtual assistants you know feel free to message me on instagram you know, yes. I'm an open book and I love helping people. So don't be shy because yes. I'm not. <laughs> I love it. You all know where to go. Go find Christy Yoder. I'm going to make sure to include all of her links below so you all can check her out. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to hit that like button and subscribe so that you can stay updated for future episodes. I'll see you all next time. Take care.